Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. Okay, so let me tell you about the funniest, saddest story from my college years. In part one, Yvette Steele highlighted some of the antique technology that many of us in this industry cut our teeth on. One of the technologies she highlighted was computer punch cards. And that is the basis of my funny story. I took my first programming class at the University of Texas in Fortran programming on punch cards. We had a big computer lab in the bottom of Taylor Hall where there was all these, at the time even, very antique punch card machines. So they used to, when you created a card, and each card represents one computer instruction. And when you created a card, it would it had a printer in it and it would print the instruction and it would print the number of the card. So you knew which order it was in. But all those printers were broken on our punch card machine. So you just, it punched the holes. And as long as you kept them in order, the program would work. But you had no idea what was on the card and you had no idea what number the card was. So that was a little scary. So that's just the, the backdrop here. So we're, I'm sitting there in this computer lab, probably 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning on the night before this big assignment was due. The lab is full. I'm not the only one that waited that long. Um, but we had all kind of procrastinated and we're all scrambling to get this done. And towards the end of the night, I was almost finished. And I saw this girl pack up her cards and she had two and a half boxes of cards. Now each box is 500 cards. So that's over a thousand cards. That's how big this program was. It was one of our final assignments. And the room where the machines were is across a little hallway from the room where the computer was. And you had to take these cards, you hand them to an operator, he stacks them and puts them into the, the little hopper and it sucks the cards in, reads the instructions, runs the program and gives you a printout of the results. That's how it's supposed to work. For this girl, this little girl takes her two and a half boxes, she steps out of the door of the lab and there's a little rise going up to that computer uh, room and you can kind of anticipate what's gonna happen. She tripped, fell, dropped her cards. They all went all over the floor. Remember, not numbered, not labeled, nothing. Um, 3.30 in the morning, and she laid there for a second, and she stood up, kind of wiped a few tears away and looked at those cards, and she turned and she walked right out the door. I'm guessing she walked to drop the class, maybe even uh, change her major. So nobody laughed at the time, but in hindsight, it was both funny and sad, but it certainly makes me think about how do we plan and prepare for our tough jobs? You, do we wait in the last minute or do we prepare and plan ahead of time? That's a, a tough lesson to learn in college. But then also, how do we overcome obstacles? How do we get up once we are knocked down? When, you know, when do you press on and when do you decide to just walk away? Uh, so with that, I would like to introduce myself. I'm Gary Bixler, VP of Communities at CompTIA. And I would also like to bring back in Yvette Steele, managing a, uh, manager of our CompTIA Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community. Welcome back, Yvette. Hi there. Happy to be here. Great. Happy to have you. Thank you for the um, jog down memory lane with the reference to punch cards. That was, uh, uh, I did stick it out and I got my program in and I passed that class. Um, there was some after that that I didn't do so well in, but that one I actually kind of enjoyed. Uh, but the most recent test I passed, honestly, is 
part one of my CompTIA A+. Ooh. Um, so I actually- Congratulations. Am doing that. Thank you. And I happen to know that you have a relative of yours who has done even better and has completed the A plus certification and is looking to launch a career in the IT world. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, it's my youngest daughter. She attended college for a couple of years, two years to be exact, changed her major three times, couldn't figure out what she wanted to do. Um, and finally, we just kind of threw our hands up, $30,000 in debt later. Mm. Um, we did. This just didn't make sense anymore. Right. And she floundered uh, from, you know, she didn't, um, some jobs were minimum wage, others were a little bit more, maybe $15, $16 an hour, but nothing that we could really see where she was going to make a career out of it. And, um, you know, me being in an unfortunate position at CompTIA and uh, working closely with our uh, creating IT futures and IT ready, you know, they gave, um, it's such an, an awesome message for the probably, if not millions of people, certainly hundreds of thousands who are in her same boat, who are just kind of lost and really don't know what to do and don't um, have any passion for anything um, in particular. So um, being the, um, the type A personality that I am, I kept insisting that she, you know, try the A plus. And it, I think it took me, you know, a good year, year and a half before she picked up the book that I bought. She's completely self-taught. Um, she it took her about a year and a half to uh, teach herself and and take the exams um, till she finally earned her A plus certification uh, maybe in March of this year, and um, she's um, picked up a few temp jobs. And as a matter of fact, this coming uh, Thursday she starts a temp to hire position, and uh, she couldn't be. Uh, happier. She's uh, very excited about the um, about the possibilities. And as her mother, I'm excited about the possibilities for her. I'm expecting her wages uh, to far exceed mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, Um, you know, probably in in the next 10 or 15 years, I should be retired by then. But um, yeah, I would expect her in, in 10 years to certainly be sitting where I'm sitting right now. And, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't be able to, um, to be able to say that, you know, had it not been for, you know, um, this opportunity that, uh, that she's taken advantage of and, um, and the fact that she's, that she's, that she's enjoying it. So I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. Yeah. Outstanding. And and what a great testimony as well. Congratulations to her and to you uh, for that achievement. I think it highlights, you know, that we all have kind of inflection points and decision points in our careers and, you know, places where we talked last week about, you know, where we get stuck and have to kind of, you know, find our way off of um, top dead center or stuck in a ditch or whatever. And so it sounds like she's uh, made a great use of an opportunity that came her way and, and we wish her the best for sure. So that is, is a great segue, frankly, into part two of this Learners Are Earners uh, podcast that we're doing. And why don't you, we're kind of jumping in in the middle here. So why don't you reintroduce us to the podcasts and your guests, and then we'll dive right in. So um, absolutely. Uh, the, the, what we're going to talk about uh, coming up is, it's is so funny, Gary, that you would mention about uh, getting stuck. There, there is a, a section in here where we specifically address that. It's not only about, you know, what to do when you're stuck, but, you know, uh, what happens when 
you know, the rug gets snatched out from underneath you. What are some things you can right. do to be uh, to, to be resilient and to and to get up and dust yourself off and, and keep on going? And um, the, the speakers that we have with us today, I think, are, um, you know, give some really valid points on 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 how to be able to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. But more importantly, I, I think my favorite question was the very last one where uh, they each offer a single piece of advice uh, to technologists who um, are either launching their career or looking to advance their career. So you're in for a treat, so stay tuned. Hi there, this is Yvette Steele, uh, community leader of CompTIA's Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community. So happy that you're all here. Um, I believe that there are many technologists out there who are ready for the next step in their careers um, and find themselves, well, stuck. <laughs> so uh, today's podcast, Learners Are Earners, Secrets of Top Technologists, is near and dear to me um, as I've been stuck on my road to success many times. Um, I've turned left when I should have turned right. Um, I bailed out instead of digging in. And also, I had trouble asking for questions uh, when I needed help. So, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, knowledge is power. And not just book knowledge, it's about uh, being a continuous learner and acquiring the skills of managing your career. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. So it's important to know your value, um, how to market yourself, how to network, and of course, when to ask for help. So um, for women and members of underrepresented groups in the industry, the road to success can you know, oftentimes uh, leave you feeling blindsided or perhaps even discouraged. You know, as, as the odds are not always in our favor, uh, we may need a little more. We may, uh, may need more resilience. We may need more confidence, uh, more branding of ourselves. And I wish that I knew about the more 20 years ago. The good news is, is that it's never too late to pick up the more. Uh, today, we're going to talk to top technologists to learn their secrets and best practices uh, to succeed in this industry. And I am very happy to welcome Corey Kirkendall, President, CEO, uh, 5K uh, Technical Services, Cassandra Allen, Director, Talent Management, Vcom Solutions, Dima Elisa, CEO, Founder, VizMed3D, Michael Allen, Senior Account Executive at Intelligence North America. Thank you all so much for being here. So um, everyone wants to get to a point in their uh, careers uh, when they realize, you know, it's time for a change, right? I've, I've heard you both or several of you talk about that, right? So uh, perhaps you're looking for a more responsibility or a higher pay, um, or that may mean um, asking for a promotion or even opening the door to entrepreneurship. These are definitely distinct career paths with uh, common considerations like um, understanding your value, um, your ability to address an unmet need, um, and your tolerance for risk, um, either in the uncharted territory of a new role um, like yours, Michael, or uh, leading your own company, um, Dima and Corey. Um, so um, let's start with you, Dima. What advice do you have uh, for those weighing options and choosing uh, the path forward? So I'll, I'll throw out another quote because I think it's really powerful, which is, uh, I believe Richard Bach uh, threw this out there, which is to argue your limitations, they surely shall be yours. 
meaning you define your own ability, capacity, and opportunity. If you don't believe you can do it, you're, you're putting yourself in a box. And so I think first liberate your mind and your uh, internal view of you, because uh, if success does come from within you, you've got to be the first one to be your champion and learn how to change that dynamic. For women, it's, it's particularly difficult to do that. We're trained and socially uh, kind of groomed to, to defer to others instead of uh, putting ourselves first and, and believing in ourselves first. And so I think that is a, a, a profound uh, necessary step in uh, realizing how to elevate yourself for change. Um, you know, we don't know how to ask for more money, but if you don't ask, you don't get, as we all know. And so uh, pushing the envelope and knowing where the boundaries, if boundaries exist. And I think more often than not, we leave more money on the table professionally in a, in a business setting. And then we later find out how the disparities were. I remember that happening uh, at my uh, NutraSuite experience where they went in and did an audit and we found out uh, women were not as well compensated as equivalent uh, positions by males. So knowing that you have value is up to you. You can have anybody tell you, but you have to figure that out. And if you believe strongly enough in your own abilities and your own skill, then it is incumbent on you. And sometimes that means you've got to reach out to your network and to people that you trust to have them help you develop a talk track, an approach, and figure out how to get to the right person in the right way. That being said, do not forget that as you climb, you must lift and inspire those behind you because you might want them to leapfrog over you and, and help you in the future. And I always, I, I, I strongly believe that. And I think Corey, you mentioned something to that effect. And it's, it's really important that if you're gonna be in a community that you push yourself to be the best you can be, but also help others to reach that. And that will coalesce and, and build bonds across your network and relationships that will pay back sometimes years later because people move and they do things and you might need something but you know again your your network is your net worth and if you learn how to build relationships within your sphere of influence it will pay back in spades agreed um thank you so much for that um michael what are your thoughts um so this is this is an interesting question for me so, I mean, currently right now I'm a account executive, right? Uh, I still feel like I, I have more to do, right? This, this is still not the end all be all. Um, and I have a lot of passionate things that I wanna, you know, put my efforts toward and uh, my time toward to, to give back. And one of those things was uh, I created a company that uh, is mentoring and placing veterans exiting service into tech jobs and positions. So I'm doing that and then also working with minority and underserved uh, communities as well, doing the same, uh, getting them out of certain uh, academies, tech academies, 
and then getting them job placement. Um, that's kind of my way of kind of giving back is opening the door of technology to, to people because a lot of people in these underserved communities, they, they don't know that these jobs exist. Heck, I, I didn't even know what SAP stood for when I, when I got hired. I didn't know what SAP was. Um, and, you know, that I, I considered myself educated and, and whatnot. Uh, and I, I still had no clue that this was even a thing. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I made, I know, you know, stuff is, you know, built over here, but like how it's built, uh, how supply chain works, how e-commerce works, how globalization as a whole works uh, based off of technology and the jobs that it can create is, is astronomical. So I wanna definitely open that up to as many people as possible. You know, and a lot of people need to be exposed to all the opportunities that, uh, that technology can provide and, you know, which is, you know, the, the catalyst for, you know, having this discussion in the first place is oftentimes, in, in my role, people ask me about, you know, how to succeed, how to get started, and, um, and, and we're giving a lot of really good advice. I, I'm really excited to, uh, to see this podcast get published. Um, you know, but, you know, that said, I mean, so many of you talked about, you know, uh, giving back and the importance of relationships and, and, and your network and your net worth, um, which, you know, leads me to, to, to this next question of, you know, you, you've kind of hit the, the brought the point home that no one succeeds in this industry without the help of others. So let's talk about um, how to build and leverage a personal board of directors. Um, Cassandra, um, who should this uh, team of people be and how do you attract them? I love this question. Um, it's such a good topic to, to consider specifically as you're thinking about creating your network and as Dima shared, your network is your net worth. Um, but somebody wise once told me, as we're on a path of more quotes today, um, that you should never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. Just let that sink in for a second. Never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. This applies in so many aspects of our lives, and especially along our career path, right? I mean, being purposeful in seeking out mentors and asking people that you admire if you can learn from their experiences is so important. Um, but I definitely recommend varying that up a little bit. So seek people at varying steps ahead of you. Maybe start with somebody that is um, at the very next level um, and maybe then beyond that. And beyond that, if you can add in a thought leader or somebody at the top of their game that's in their career path, as long as you remember never to compare your beginning to someone else's end or someone else's middle. So they're there as kind of um, a guide of what's possible for you in your career. You can learn from them, seek um, information, insight from them, um, but don't think like, oh, I'm not there yet. Give yourself time um, to cultivate your experience. Also, if someone's willing to give you insight, be sure that you take the time to learn from them, be prepared with questions, and be grateful. Let them know how much you appreciate their input and what their um, expertise really meant to you. Um, ultimately, that, that kind of gratitude that you share with them will go a long way to build a, a good foundation for the relationship so that when you're ready to ask for their help to get to the next level, they'll be ready to help you. 
You know, that is such an impactful um, message that that makes a, a whole lot of sense. And it's, it's really about, um, I, I think it's, it's with your mindset and being ready and, um, and, and being willing um, to, you know, to do what it, to do what it takes. So um, Dima, do you want to um, expand on the, on the idea? Well, I got to tell you, it's really hard to expand on that. Uh, <laughs> I think I would, I would kind of go back uh, to my diversity commentary, which is if you, really want to be super successful and get kind of the mirror back of truth because truth is what propels you and you can assemble a team of friends that will tell you what you want to hear all day but it is those that give you that tough love advice that will propel you because it will make you kind of shocked but maybe crack that facade to really explore yourself. And it is ultimately within ourselves that our truth lies. And if we're not willing to look at ourselves truthfully and candidly, uh, we'll, we'll never believe what we need to do to be better or more successful. And I think uh, aligning yourself with a, a group of diverse thinkers, what, however you define that, and truth, truth talkers, I think, is, is really the way you build that team and, and be willing and open to receiving uh, constructive, clear, candid uh, critique. You're, and being able to receive that, right? Um, and someone gives you, you know, clear, you know, guidance, coaching, or Corey, as you mentioned, you know, mentors. Um, you know, all of those people um, are going to share with you uh, knowledge that can take you to the next level. But unless you uh, are open to it, receive it, um, and act on it, you know, it, it's really not going to do you um, much good at all. Uh, Corey, you want to expand on the, you know, uh, the role mm -hmm. of mentors since you had, you know, brought it up earlier? Yeah, I'm going to throw a quote out there. It's not from anybody. It's from back in the street. It says, closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> Right. So if you don't ask, you don't get right. And so I always tell everybody that, you know, you find somebody who is doing what you're doing or what you want to do. And you find a way to gravitate to them and ask them to share how they got and share what they did to get there. Right. And what you'll be shocked is, is most people will love to share that information with you. Right. And love to be that way. And I think we've all talked about it's about relationships. Right. And, and I think the challenge is, is a lot of people don't really understand how to build true relationships right? It's not going out on LinkedIn and talking to me once and then don't talk to me for like four years. And then when you see I posted a job opportunity, you hit me up and say, hey, man, this is such and such. I'm like, I don't know who you are, man. Right? A relationship is somebody that you intentionally want to get closer with and understanding what that value is. And it's a back and forth situation so that when that opportunity do come above, that you don't have to reach out. You'll be forefront of their mind putting you in the position that you want to be in and where it comes from. And I think the biggest deal, the biggest thing I can say is for everybody is, you know, find who, who is where you want to be and then latch on. And, and, and I won't say ask, I say demand them to give you what they've given you, what they have done to get there so that you can learn from those mistakes and, and also making sure that they're there to help you navigate them as well. 
right? I think that is that is that is super important. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't know how I follow up with all that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, with all of you guys, it, that's very powerful. What I do personally is one, I find someone smarter than me, which isn't hard. So <laughs> I, find, I find someone way smarter than me. Um, and I find someone that I admire. Um, and it could be a, any specific trait. And I, I latch on to that one specific trait and I try to emulate that. Um, whether it be how to articulate something successfully, how to dress, how to carry yourself, how to handle a, a, a specific situation a certain way. Um, you know, I have my board of directors in which I, I go to, um, and I know that I can go to them with that one problem because that's why I'm attached to them. You know, it could be even personal, uh, a family issue because it, you have to deal with that stuff too while you're climbing the ladder. You, you can't be successful uh, career-wise and your your back life is a mess. It, you gotta. <laughs> You got to have people to, to lean on to for that as well. So it, find people that not only fit your, your scheme from a business standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint and have the same morals and values as you as well. That's yep. what I <laughs> That makes total sense. And I think that's the perfect segue into um, our last question on you know, what we want to leave our listeners with. So um, what I'd like for you to do is, um, you know, for each of you to uh, give us um, what your guidance would be from the current you uh, to the you that was just starting out. So uh, Corey, let's start with you. What, what would the current you tell the, the Corey just starting out? <laughs> I, I would say, I would look at me and say, you know, Corey, think bigger, right? Think, think bigger, you know, and, and, and really strive to, to hit that, that thing. I, I'm appreciative of the path I've went because I've learned so much and I, I believe this is where I should be and where God has put me to be, but I would say think bigger. Um, but I also would say, you know, is, is, is look further outside the box at different opportunities and things that are out there um, and, and push it probably go and start the entrepreneur thing way earlier <laughs> because it's been really cool, stressful, crazy, but cool. Uh, but other than that, I would tell them, you know, definitely think bigger. And so I would say always be pushing forward harder and, and, and really thinking outside that box to, to grow yourself and as well as grow those who are around you. And, and I love the diverse situation in is, is make sure that you have a group of people around you that, that are not just to go along to get along, but that's really going to challenge you and where you're going and headed to that perspective, right? That's going to allow you to grow. I always like to go back to it. I always tell people that if I, if I put a seed in the ground and always cover it up, right, it's going to have a hard time growing. If I go and put a little water on it and step back and let it flourish and get the sunlight, it's going to grow. And I just come back, put a little bit more water on it and just let it grow. That's what you want to look for. You want that person that's going to give you what you need, fill it up a little bit and stand back and watch you do, do your thing. Awesome. Cassandra. When I started in my career path, I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs. I think I definitely doubted my own ability to be effective and successful doing what I was doing. So I think I would have told myself, um, knowing what I know now, to remember that we're our own worst critics. Ultimately, 
I feel like if we find ourselves doubting our abilities, grab a friend, grab a colleague, grab someone that knows your work quality and ask them if they see your self-doubts as disproportionate to your real world successes. Because sometimes we have a tendency to minimize those successes for ourselves, but really make a big deal out of those things that we get something wrong or we trip ourselves up. And remember that each time that you're growing in your career, you're actually feeling yourself growing. Um, lean into that feeling. Realize that it's actually a positive experience, and before long, you'll be confident enough in your new level of responsibility that you'll be ready to step into the next level. Thank you for that. Michael. Man, um, ask questions. Uh, I think I didn't ask enough questions up front um, through my career. I, I felt like I had this mentality of I can figure it out. You know, I can do this. I, I'll, I'll just figure it out. It, that's not always the best way to do things. Um, ask questions, ask thorough questions. Make sure that you understand things and situations and people before you make assumptions and, and stuff like that. I, I just think that I could do that a lot better. And then secondly, money should never motivate you to make a decision. I've turned down positions that, that made more money, but just weren't good fits for me. Um, and I think more people should definitely do that because at, it, the life balance, work-life balance um, definitely pays off greater than getting paid more and dealing with a jerk that's a boss or uh, in a position or a job that you really don't have a passion for. Um, you know, let your conscience be your guide. Is that a Disney quote or something? I don't know. See, y'all, you guys are quoting like professionals. I'm quoting Disney over here. <laughs> it's so, okay. It's relevant. <laughs> but just don't ever let money override your decision. Uh, and don't let it be the single thing that makes a decision when, when choosing your career. Thank you. Dima, take us home on this one. Wow, so many great things from everyone, Corey, Mike, and Cassandra. Uh, nuggets of wisdom that I fully embrace and uh, have realized. For me personally, it was a journey of understanding that my young executive self was uh, silenced, silent, and I didn't speak, and I didn't ask questions, and I just observed, and I soaked it all in. And, and while that was lovely, once I learned to speak and express myself and get the stuff from inside here out, I realized that I had a lot of value, that I had a lot to contribute and that I had really interesting insights about what we were doing. The business, uh, creative business mind was unleashed. And if, if you don't put yourself forward and sometimes, you know, People are going to push back on you, especially the guys in the room, in my case, because they don't want you to be out in the forefront with innovation and ideas that might be better than theirs. And so there's, there's that dynamic. So don't be afraid to speak and speak out about things that are important that may make a difference in the quality of the job, the team, and the outcome of what you're pursuing. And, and so I would really encourage people to uh, make sure to do that. I would also say uh, one of the things that, that 
I embraced, but I didn't embrace enough early on, is reading, soaking, exposing. Get out there. And, and while we can't go to all these meetups right now, we can do as much as we can online. And, and I'm a big, big proponent of podcasts like Pivot and uh, the podcast of, of uh, the BBC Minute. Just get your little hit of information. Be present, be relevant, be aware of what's going on, not just locally, but globally. Because the, the balance of power with technology is so paramount. And the way big countries dominate and impact your job at the end of the day could be either at risk or in, an, in a place of opportunity. So stay aware, be present, wake up and, and have less fear tomorrow than you did yesterday. And I think that's really um, my, my best advice other than this great panel's uh, wonderful wisdom, which I fully support. And Yvette, thank you for bringing us all together. This has been really inspirational and very welcome. Well, I'm just happy that you all, um, you know, just brought your A game. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed um, our time together and I greatly appreciate uh, your insights and your advice. And um, I must say that I even learned a few things myself today. So to, to end the, um, with a, um, an old saying, you can teach an old dog new tricks. So uh, that would be me. I'm the old dog. I'm probably the baby boomer on the call here. Um, I'm sure that our audience has learned something as well. And I hope to have you all back soon. So uh, thank you all for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.